Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, that, that's the too aggressive come on, man. I'd like to have the, the slow, <laughs> come on, man. In what context do you think that, that really aggressive come on, man? Again, I can tell you. What was he doing? Come on, man. That sounds sped up almost. He, he, I don't think he can even think that fast. <laughs> to say, come on, man. That, that cat can fall that fast. I promise you. <laughs> I learned. I learned a lot. And I learned that. Uh, I learned a lot. Anyway, uh, Bo, uh, Bo is associated here. Anyway, the point I want to make is uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned. Black, white, all colors, all backgrounds. But I mean, come on, man. I like the chorus. You know the thing. You know what I mean? Come on, man. What I have to do is I have to continue talking about the things. Come on, man. I came down here because I remember the first bumper sticker I saw. I learned that uh, I got hairy legs. That 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 Oh, give your horny. president of the United States. No, no cuz he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you is You can call him true. that. That is true. We uh it's crazy cuz we have an updizzle on David Hizzle's Pizzle Kizzle. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Absolutely. The pizzle that fizzled <laughs> the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the the update is uh the website is uh, the same as it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> For sale. For yeah, sale to no, David Hogg. No, hang on. That's what, uh, yeah, I got an update on Meghan Markle, too. Oh, hit me. Nobody cares about Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> Still, no one cares. <laughs> Come on, man. That song is so catchy. Yeah, it is. Come on, man. I want to make sure that there really, there really is no update. Yep, there's no update. <laughs> no update. The Pencil Neck Pillow Company is still <laughs> as it was last week. Is there an update on a good pillow company? Let me check. Yep, it's still mm. closed. Tommy Boy. Nothing. No, we have tons of Hunter Biden this week. This is going to be the Hunter Biden special because it's going to take some time to dig through all this. So 
Jimmy Kimmel being the objective, um, non-political, you know, just goofy, lackadaisical talk show host. He's just a funny guy with zero political bias. They have this bona fide through and through absolute unequivocal total crackhead on here. Like he belongs anywhere besides jail for all the crap that he's done. Like this guy is such a filthy crackhead that embodies everything that's wrong with American politics. Well, let's just, uh, let's just roll into it, dude. This is good stuff. It's going to take some time to really dissect this. You're going to love it. Have you heard any of this yet? I have not. Oh, it's beautiful. Have you? Okay. No, I haven't either. No, the last time I watched Jimmy Kimmel, he was doing blackface as Carl Malone. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Reverso, Rex Jenning, (laughs) Big Schmo, and I don't have a name yet. This board member of a Ukrainian energy company of all time, his new memoir is called Beautiful Things. Uh, In case you've been wondering where he is, welcome Hunter Biden. Oh, the, the social distancing handshake, which is just bumping elbows. It's just so homosexual. Thank you for yeah. having me. I have to tell you, I, um, after reading this book, I'm impressed that you're alive. I really am. It is amazing that you are alive after all the crazy things that you've been through. Uh, cocaine it was and hookers. A, uh, it, was a, it was a journey, but thank God I made it through. Yeah, no kidding. And a lot of the things that you detail happened here in this neighborhood, uh, in, <laughs> like right around here. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you were doing crack at the places that I eat. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, not, not intentionally. I wasn't stalking you. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you were. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, fixed. I feel like I learned that's a lot recent. about crack, You'll, and we'll, I know that we'll sounds weird, yeah. but you hear about it, and you see it on TV shows and, you know, uh, in the news every once in a while, but I learned how to get, I really think I could get it now, thanks to your book. Can you imagine if Don Jr. came out on any show? Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll get to that okay. soon. This is not a how-to manual? No, it's not a how-to. Oh. Well, I, it's, missed, it's a, I misread the whole it's thing a, then. It's a please, a please don't. So right off the bat, the, uh, the absolute butt-licking that he's giving this guy. Yeah. Dude, you you just drop trowel, spread your cheeks, and this guy inserted his, verbally inserted his tongue into your ass crack. True or false? No, it's, that's absolutely true. That's what I'm saying, the complete bias. If 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 Don Jr. would have gone on any show oh, they're, ever, they're while, while, Jr. while Trump yeah. was, was sitting president and admittedly, you know, hey, you were smoking crack in this neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, didn't, it's, do you think they would have gave him the same? Well, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, no. Dude. Well, no, he wouldn't even be welcome at all no. amongst this crowd. But it's it's crazy to me that you could find, which obviously you can't see the crowd, so we don't know that's not like a, a clap track, but clap track, which, <laughs> sounds, which oh, sounds a little like, bit like, like this. <laughs> Which sounds a little bit like ass clap, which he's doing on his tongue right now. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's definitely canned laughter. Yeah. So, but either way, like if you could assemble more than 10 people that would be there to want to see this whole, this is such a terrible dirt bag. And so the whole goal of him being on there is because the forensics, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, let, let's, let's just roll it. Well, first of all, oh, thank God I survived. I wish you were dead. Yeah, how <laughs> genuine is that? Thank God I survived. Well, just look at him, dude. I will make a bet with anybody right now. You tell me the amount of money, I'll make the bet. This guy will go on another bender, 
before Joe Biden's out of office, whenever that may be, a week from now, a year from now, he will go on another bender. This is not the last time this guy's used crack cocaine. It absolutely will happen again. I guarantee it. Look how shifty and creepy and weird he is. Oh, I wrote a book. So you write a book to try to humanize this guy and in turn humanize. And and that was one of the things they tried to do with Joe Biden with regularity was to make him relatable because he's not relatable. He's an elite. He's a stereotypical, he's the quintessential politician that everybody detests the things that you do. And so is his son. So, and this guy's not relatable either just because, well, for one, I don't smoke crack and uh, sleep with hookers. (laughs) And I also don't get a fat check from the Ukraine. So, well, super not relatable. Yeah. This gets so much better. So, so just save the animus because it's going to get really good. (laughs) It's a please don't. Yes. No, absolutely. It's I listen. If somebody reads this book and then goes, I should try crack afterwards. Well, then they, they they, they didn't finish the book. They didn't didn't start the book. They didn't finish the book. But um, you, uh, in fact, like experienced throughout after that first time, um, uh, all you do is live in a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. Yeah, and also it's very difficult for. I mean, listen, we know you. You've had a hard life. There's no question oh, about it. Life. Right from a what now? <laughs> hard life, <laughs> dude. And you got to think about this. And, and so, what he's going to go on to say is about the the deaths in his family when he was young, because that totally excuses. Yeah. Like when your father yeah. passed, like that's a total. You what? I'm hoping you smoked a buttload of crack. <laughs> No, I mean, that's a hard really? life. Yeah, this yeah. guy grew up, like, what, hungry and poor and an orphan or, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean, in, in some war-torn, you know, <laughs> third-world country. Or, self-inflicted hard life. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I think he enjoyed all of it. Or he, yeah. mm. I mean, what would you consider a hard life? Well, no. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's a politician. Well, he pretty much had a silver spoon. Uh, smoked so a lot of crack on somebody else's dime. Your dad overseeing the policy in Ukraine and you getting on that the board of a gas company there and then him having the prosecutor investigating the corruption there that you're involved in fired, that's a hard life. Yeah, do and, you have any idea how hard it is to shake down an entire country? Something <laughs> 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 I can get paid. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, hit it again. From when you were very young, yeah. tragedy uh, struck your family. And, of course, you know, it's easy to draw lines from this to that or whatever. So he's doing the work for yeah, him. Definitely is this, is, this guy, element, the bootlicking, uh, is so terrible. And, yeah. and, and these things that you went through um, were horrible, horrible things yeah. that you went through. And, uh, but there were also some, I thought, very interestingly positive things, like you finding a friend, uh, a crack addict on the street who then moved into your house and you had this kind of great relationship with, other than the crack. Was was that friend also a prostitute? uh, (laughs) Exactly. That relationship I wanted to really um, detail in the book because I think that so many addicts are completely dehumanized. you know, and there you have it. So he verbally even states what everybody already knew that this was an attempt to humanize his crack addiction. And so when you see so many different social walls torn down in just the last few years, here comes another one. So crackheads are okay. Crackheads are people too, because even the president's son is a crackhead. And 
and the whole thing too with the the contents of his laptop was we're definitely going to get into. Oh, it's just this genuine, wholesome, plutonic relationship with this this other crackhead. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was just magnificent. So this this butthole said it was just an amazing story. I'm, I'm really reaching, stretching to the <laughs> the farthest reaches of my pea brain to come up with some kind of excuse to make this sound plausible. Like, and surely he was upset. Well, actually, no. It's unbelievable to me how good of a job you can do kissing the crackheads for political reasons, dude. You are. Jimmy Kimmel's the scum of the freaking earth. Dude, you are worse than the actual crackhead. How bad is the answer of the crackhead? <laughs> You're like a barnacle on <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's ball sack. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just, you're worse than him. The barnacle on his ball sack is worse than him. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, this... This guy, like I said, which Jimmy Kimmel knows too. I, I, I love, I, mean, I love uh, the frustration. <laughs> so it's because this is so ridiculous. Well, that's what I was getting at. Like Jimmy Kimmel knows because of the reference I made earlier about him doing blackface as Carl Malone, which is the only funny skit that guy's ever done. Mm -hmm. And then was like immediately. Um, well, not immediately, years later, as soon as the woke cancel culture came along and that guy narrowly escaped it and he knows that he's in hot water and you better toe the line, buddy. And if this crackhead comes on here, <laughs> yes. yeah, you better give him the time of day, man. Make it sound good because you know what? We'll cancel you too in a heartbeat. So, yeah. But look, that, look that at his knows. left eye. You think this dude's <laughs> not high right now? <laughs> Which there could be some permanent damage. Yeah. But, dude, you're the same greasy, nasty person that you're going to see here in just a few minutes from the contents that were on his laptop. You would not want this dude for your neighbor. If this dude was your neighbor, you would be freaking have You'd have 911 on speed dial waiting to call at any given moment. Anytime you hear a bump, and like, oh, my God, it's him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at him. He is, the, again, the quintessential creepiest crackhead I've ever seen. You're not trustworthy. You'll do it again. Mark my words. You think 100 bucks, that guy's got a glass pipe in his pocket. <laughs> oh, he's been, he's been busted with all that. So, yes, he, he, he does. So, we'll move on to the next one. Dark hole. That's right. Yeah, boy, was your dad persistent. I mean, <laughs> very, very persistent. Yeah, and exactly. I can't imagine the nightmare yeah. that, that, that he must have been going through. Yeah. And then reading about your, your story about when you were a little boy and how you... I... I <laughs> His dad can't, can't imagine. His dad can't remember. So, <laughs> not, not now he no. can't. And apparently neither of them can remember. Um, <clears throat> yeah, how persistent your dad is when he's sniffing hair, copping a feel, freaking saying inappropriate things, and then the, the woman who's he digitally penetrated. I, I would say that she believes the same thing. That he's very persistent. He, he does, he's so persistent. He doesn't take no for an answer. We're around all these politicians that we now know, and you know they call you into the office, and you get to go, you know, see these things, and yeah. these are friends of your your dad's. And then uh, when you talk about like Lindsey Graham being on television and, and attacking you, um, and that he's a somebody that you consider to be a family friend, he was a friend of your yeah. father's, and how strange that must be to see that happen, yeah, see a person do that. It's really more than anything sad. Um, the, the Senate that my brother and I, you know, we grew up in Wilmington. My dad commuted every day. So, but we knew the Senate. He would take us down and we would, we had a rule. We could go with him at any time, anywhere that we wanted to, which sometimes we <laughs> took a little too much of a day to joke. Mm -hmm. But we, um, uh, 
but we we saw my dad and got to become uh, friends. Well, not as kids, but they were like uncles. Um, and, and, you know, whether Republican or Democrat, politics has become so toxic. It has, um, and I think that the, the thing that I hope my dad is able to bring back is his genuine um, desire to take some of that toxicity out again. And, and he's well on his way. I wonder how many times they stopped at Marion Barry's office and <laughs> hit that crack pipe with him when they were going to D.C. <laughs> no telling. And so here lies the essence of this entire practice of mental gymnastics. You're going to slander other politicians with the president's crackhead son. Dirt baggiest of all dirt bags and you're going to try to use this guy as a political leverage point so oh it's just lindsey graham said bad things about you look dude if if your son was a crackhead and he did the stuff that this guy did i'm going to talk bad about him probably behind your back <laughs> you know what i mean or but if i i might talk bad about him on a podcast you know what i mean dude you can't be a crackhead have sex with hookers, rip off the taxpayer, be involved in corrupt deals, riding on Air Force Two with your dad as the vice president, so grifting for the, the vice president of the United States and people not talk bad. So this shill is trying to paint the picture to, to his minuscule, idiotic audience that, oh, Lindsay, which I don't think Lindsey Graham is good at all. I think Lindsey Graham sucks, but not for this reason. If somebody said something bad about you because you're a, a screwed up grifting crackhead, it's not because you're Joe Biden's son, it's because you're a screwed up grifting crackhead, idiot. By taking a seat on the board of a Ukrainian gas company, no. Did I display a lack of judgment? No. Would I do it again? No. Yeah, and I, I meant what I said, I meant what I wrote, is that, uh, you know, go to the beginning, is that, you know, I went to Yale Law School, um, I served on uh, at least a dozen boards before Burisma. I was a vice chairman of the board of Amtrak. Um, I was a chairman of the board of the uh, World Food Program U.S., largest, uh, supporting the largest humanitarian organization in the world. I had a expertise in corporate governance. I was asked to serve on the board for corporate governance. And I was a lawyer at um, Boyce, Schiller & Flexner, which was how I was first approached. However, what I didn't take into account was the way in which they would use the perception against my dad. Mm. And for that, I, 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 have, uh, I, I wouldn't do it again for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you crazy when you hear someone like Donald Trump Jr. saying that the only reason he does is because he's a Biden <laughs> and because uh, of his last name <laughs> yeah. and how just wildly yeah. comical that yeah. is? I mean, does it... It, it is wi wildly comical. Is that, that's putting it um, uh, lightly, I think. But, but, you know, I really, what I've learned is this, is that I don't spend too much time thinking about it. I do. I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'll think about it for you. Well, maybe that's why, because I have other people to think about it for me. I have other people to think about it for me. Do you me. know Donald... And <clears throat> so right there shows the absolute psychosis of the, these Hollywood wackos in some instances, I agree with what you're saying jokingly is probably a lot more accurate than, than a joke that they're held over a barrel that, you know, they have to perpetuate this propaganda or that you'll be kicked out. 
But even still, like I think it's genuine with this dude because politically he's been this way for a long time, and, and he's went after the Trump family for a long time. Um, I think one reason is because this guy is supposed to be a comedian. Donald Trump Jr. is not a comedian, but he's way more funny and witty than this idiot. Um, well, all I could think there was how hard his life has been when he listed off that laundry list of white collar jobs. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I didn't. I didn't while hear smoking any. crack. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and that was the thing though too though. If the same, if you I, you occupied those positions for the same reasons you were at Burisma because of corruption and grifting, and so that that's irrelevant. How long were you at each one? What did the jobs entail? Because we're going to see here shortly in the emails that were contained, you had they had to tell you what your job description was because you weren't physically present while getting a paycheck. It's it's all horse manure. Um, and but he he made reference to the perception that how Donald Trump would use against him because of the perception of how it looked. Well, dude, here you have the public forum to say whatever you want to dispel any any of that. He calls it a red herring. It's not a red herring. A red herring, by definition, is disinformation. It's not disinformation. It's true. And now the burden of proof lies with you at this point. It's not your laptop. And, and the one of the nastiest things about this entire scenario here, you're joking about the crack addiction, the laptop, all things that comprise crimes that any of us sitting here would be locked up for. And so not, not to mention the evidence of child molestation that is on your laptop, all crimes. And so while you guys are talking about going soft on crime, um, the, the racial inequities, the disparity between his treatment and the rest of society's, you and I may be in the minority here, but hey, it's not white privilege, but that's elite privilege. So you're you're speaking from a completely privileged standpoint with all of that privilege on display for the world to see. And we're supposed to buy this bull from you two jerk offs? Not a chance in hell, dude. You this is the most nauseating thing that I think we've discussed yet. You you're a terrible, terrible dirtbag. And think about what type of person it would take to produce this shit bag right here. Well, that goes along with what we were, we, we've talked about previously is this guy's an elitist. And just like Meghan Markle, when she went on with Oprah, like people are so tired of listening to you elitists get on these shows and just claim to be the victim. You know, talk about how hard your life is. Your life's not hard. No. You, you don't know. I'm you don't know any true struggle. No. You've I, never you had to worry about paying no. a bill. I, no. You don't have blue cotton. Oh. And, and amongst that laundry list of things that you were talking about, like I didn't hear any I didn't hear any blue collar jobs like, I don't know, small engine mechanic. Like yeah. you didn't help produce anything. You didn't help sure. build a railway or right. any, anything productive. Oh, none of these guys have. Yeah. None of them. And so yeah, no, your your life's not hard. You get tired of hearing elite, you know, political elites, you know. People that have hit life's jackpot, just man, sit back and enjoy what you got born into, and sit down and shut up. But a part of that privilege mechanism, though, entails having this guy to run and the entire media apparatus to run interference for you. So no matter how bad you screw up, so when it was pol totally politically inconvenient to address this before the election, I will talk about it now. But we'll we'll just make it light and airy and funny, man. People will forget all about it. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so, it's... it's Laptop.
Here we go with the laptop on this next one. This became yeah. this big thing, the laptop. And when they ask you if that was your laptop, you say you don't know, which yeah. is hard to believe unless you read the book. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, I'm surprised you have shoes on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's really hard to believe. That it, I made it to that. Pants were the problem. Pants were the problem. Yeah. yeah. Pants are... So again, towing the line for that guy, right? But oh, pants are the problem, and there's so many, there's so many photos. There's photos of him with his underage niece with no pants on. That's funny. That this is comedy, and to Hollywood elites, make no mistake, with the regularity that they victimize children, probably is funny. But to again, trying to humanize scum of the freaking earth, dude. Hit it again. We're always yeah, the problem, really. Yeah. Now, you know, look, I really don't know. And the fact right. of the matter is, it's a red Totally herring. believable. It is absolutely red herring. But no, it's not. I am absolutely, um, I think, within my, my rights to question anything that comes from the, uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but how, do you, how would you not know if that's your laptop? For one, how many laptops do you have? I thought your life was hard. I mean, yeah. what do you have, like, I don't know. I've got, like, 45 laptops or something. Sure. I, yeah. There's no way for me to know if it was mine. I've yeah. got so many, you know? Yeah. I mean, what is, how many laptops does the average person have? What, dude, and, what and probably you, happened, he was on a bender and sold it for freaking 20 bucks. <laughs> and somebody wanted to get it unlocked, drops it off at the Dagum repair shop to get it unlocked and leaves it there for whatever reason because they, maybe they couldn't afford it. I don't know. Because it was another crack. It was a crack dealer. I don't know. But... This has got all kinds of personal information on it. You know it's yours. Right, but for him to say that it's his, it's within his rights to question anything that comes from Rudy Giuliani's desk, let's look at his reputation versus your reputation and what the facts actually are. The guy that brought down the mob versus the guy that bought crack from people related to mob. No. And this guy lets it slide, and people laugh about it. Oh, this is funny. Or at least we're made to believe people laughed about it anyway. Um, continue. Um, and so, I don't know is the answer. Do you ever wish you'd had Apple Care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Can laughter. They, they've got all cardboard cutouts in the uh, and, um, sitting in the stands, and even they're wearing masks. Love this is amazing. The way you found love, yeah. you have to understand <clears> that on. They're going to polish this, this off. Amazing. Okay, You're going to love it. Me if I have any of the details okay, wrong. Okay. You meet some strangers. Yeah. Yeah. They say, oh, we have a girl you should meet. Yeah. They give you her phone number. Yeah. You text her like late at night. That. Yeah, exactly. She's sleeping. Yeah. She's like, oh, leave me alone. I'm asleep. The next morning she texts yeah. you. You guys have like lunch together or something. Yeah. In an hour, you tell her you love her. Yeah. She tells you she loves you. Yeah. Then she finds out you are a crack addict. Well, I tell her. I they, tell her. Yeah. I, I mean, within the hour before I told her I loved her so that she had an out, I told her. I said, look, I have a real problem. Um, but it's amazing. Uh, and, and then you marry her a week later. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Um, I've got a real problem. I have no idea where my laptop's at. And you tell me this story, I go, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. They go with the humanization. This is beautiful. <laughs> what did your dad say when you called to tell him this? Well, you know what? He, he said, I called him to tell him. And he got on the phone with Melissa. And he said, I'll tell you the, uh, the same thing that my mom, my grandmother, said to my now mother um, when we got remarried. We say we got remarried after my, my mommy's death. And he said... Did he just say I, mommy? He, he did yeah, say mommy. my son the courage to yeah. love again. Hmm. Listen. 
Wow. Wow. He always says the right thing, doesn't he? Awesome. <laughs> Did you catch that? Uh, no, I missed it. You, you got to take it back. Listen closely. I, I just caught the fact that he said mommy. Yeah. That's the same as an adult-aged man using the word tummy. When, when <laughs> It is. And, and here's why. When people are using vernacular that, ki- that children use, it's because they're used to be. Like, I don't say tummy to my toddlers. They can, you can say tummy. It's not, no, that's not an adult word. And so that's why it feels so creepy when people say mommy, uh, dad, like an adult age man, a 50 year old crackhead saying mommy, you're used to dealing with children. And bro, there's already suspicion and evidence that you've been messing with kids. That's why it's so creepy when, when someone like this uses that vernacular. Your father's over here sniffing kids' hair. You got no business using terms like that, dude. You're a chomo. But listen really carefully to what Jimmy Kimmel says in response to this absolute freaking nonsensical BS. My now mother, um, when we got remarried, we say we got remarried. Pause one more time. I'm sorry. And for clarification, people that don't know that the doctor was their nanny and was having sex with Joe Biden before their bio- his biological mother died in the car accident. So his mommy is just a freaking homewrecking slut anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make her oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. My mommy's death, and he said, "I thank you for giving my son the courage to love again." Hmm. Wow! Wow! He always totally says the different. right thing, doesn't he? He said that Joe Biden always says the right thing, doesn't he? That is the funniest thing that anybody (laughs) on your show has ever said. You freaking idiot. Joe Biden knows how to always say the right thing. Dude, even before he had dementia. Dude, he he always knows. If you needed any more evidence, the sledgehammer of evidence that this dude is a complete butthole-licking shill. In fact, it's like four bodybuilders got you in the quartered position and then used you like a battering ram and freaking ram your head straight up dude's hole when he was bent over. And now you're not licking his, you're basically tonguing his lower intestine. I mean, and dude, I know that that sounds disturbing, but dude, that's how, that's the level of how much BS this is, dude. You, you wouldn't know objective fact if he ate it and then digested it and it ran into you while you're in his lower intestine. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, this is some book. This is not one of those books you go, oh, all right, this is a, a hell of a book. It's called Beautiful Things. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden, thank you for being with us. Honor I appreciate it. Beautiful, Beautiful things. things. Crack. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he didn't even write that book. I'm sure he had some good No, there's, no. it's not possible. Yeah. So... The Daily Mail, UK, high-living Hunter Biden blew tens of thousands on prostitutes, drugs, luxury cars, was desperate to avoid jail for 320000 in unpaid taxes, and threatened to take money from his daughter's college fund. So the highlights, Hunter Biden's wild spending left him with huge debts to credit card companies and desperate to avoid jail for unpaid taxes, DailyMail.com can reveal. Pictures, documents, emails, and texts obtained by DailyMail.com from Hunter's laptop reveal he spent thousands of dollars on strippers and prostitutes. But what if he had nice relationships with them that he wrote about in a book? Biden even threatened to take $20,000 out of his daughter's education savings account. Pictures found on the laptop show what appears to be thousands of dollars worth of crack bagged up on a scale and Hunter naked in bed with a woman. And keep in mind, his dad was passing laws to crack down on drug use and... 
basically all the behavior their son was behaving in, and his son is completely exempt from all that. In fact, what, and I'm sure that, that Rex is going to touch on some of the, the gun stuff from this week later, but while they're talking about extra background checks and X, Y, and Z, this guy lied about his drug use on a federal firearms application. Nah, yeah. nothing there. And so it goes on. Numerous expenses left in Strat for cash when it came to supporting his new family. In April of 2017, email, Rosemont Seneca Vice President wrote to Hunter detailing how he faced total bills of $476,231.60, including $60,000 on three credit cards and $320,000 in unpaid federal taxes. The bombshell cachet of 103,000 text messages, 154,000 emails, more than 2,000 photos, and dozens of videos, which he doesn't know if these are his, of videos from Hunter's laptop and, <clears throat> and authenticated by experts Retained by DailyMail.com or packed with revelations conveniently missing from his newly published memoir, Beautiful Things. So a lot of this stuff was covered before the election if you're looking at any actual objective journalism. Again, there was texts in reference to his underage niece who was the daughter of his dead brother whose wife he was also having sex with. And keep in mind, this is a man that Joe Biden said was the smartest man he knows. This is the smartest man you know. I wonder what Barack Obama thinks about that, because you know he's about an arrogant bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, you, you, Joel, do, do you really believe that he's smarter than me? <clears throat> There's a few more highlights here. Let me scroll. I mean, if you guys want to see these pictures, like here he is with no pants on in a robe. Yeah. Oh, it gets way better than that. Here he is again with no pants on on a laptop, probably the laptop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here he is licking a prostitute. <laughs> and, and photo forensics proves that yeah. it is the laptop. <laughs> yeah, so um, as a side note, oh, Prince Harry died. Look at this guy. If that's not an evil-looking rotten sack of friggin' doo-doo, oh, I don't yeah. know what is. But um, that that was for, some, for something else. So and one of the emails leaked. 110% absolute income now is 225000 a year from Burisma. Parentheses. If that is if you split the 500,000 50-50 with Devin, I am dedu deducting 25,000 from your 250 because you have approximately 2,000 in expenses. As for potential income, I wouldn't feel comfortable comfortable saying you can be sure for saying for sure you can make more than 62,500 a month by mid 2017. That equates to 750,000 on annual basis. I believe you can do better, but it it is a question of going to jail or not. I think 750000 is the right number. We'll send you the percentages and description of projects in a separate email, and they need to remember the 10% for the big guy. Dude, my five-year-old even knows. Joe Biden, 10% for the big guy. I could dig out an audio clip from my phone, I promise. <laughs> oh, here's the crack on the scale, too, by the way, because that's pretty sweet. I don't, I don't know how much crack that is. That looks like a lot of crack. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what they, well, what they weigh and keep crack in, mind, in this, but that, that looks like a substantial <laughs> amount of crack. Oh, wait, here's more crack. Huh. Which, this is actually less crack than what Jimmy Kimmel just consumed. <laughs> so... There was another interview with him with, uh, I don't even remember, we talked about it a little bit last week where he was talking about smoking Parmesan cheese. It was this low point. I was so messed up. I was digging uh, everything out of the carpet I could find and smoking it. If it looked like cracked, I've, more, I've smoked more Parmesan cheese than anybody you know. I don't think so. You were gripped into the tune of the dollar amounts that we just talked about and more, and you're, you you didn't have to want for crack. You, yeah, there was never a crack shortage yeah. around the Biden house. <laughs> no way, not a chance. He kept the crack right by the Cheerios. <laughs> so there, there was some. This is, and anybody can search the the Daily Mail um, 
article. I mean, it's packed full. It would take an hour or well, it'd take well over an hour to really break all this down and get way into it. But the text between Joe Biden and his son, which we have here, it's, it's crazy. So yes, yeah, it's just packed full of stuff, but Joe Biden is concerned how, you know, that his emails or whether his texts will get hacked and be used against him. Hunter Biden's, you know, upset that Joe Biden wasn't going to consider running for president and only wanted to run for president so that that way he can maybe save his reputation. There are some photos, too, that are pretty sweet. They've got his cars. I mean, they have so, so everything. Save his reputation is what? Oh, no, but here he is with two <laughs> prostitutes at the same time and a dog. There's a, see the red circles around the dog. He don't um, know if it's his laptop. He's a good guy, dude. Yeah. Beautiful things. They're dog people. And to yeah. him, that may be a beautiful thing. Crack, a poodle, and two hookers. <laughs> this guy's had a hard life, dude. Yeah. So on those text messages, does it have their phone numbers on there? We should give him a call. I, well, I'll tell you this. Does, does this look like somebody that's not still on crack? <laughs> so you got to see his teeth, though. So uh, he got his teeth fixed, but there's a picture of him somewhere in here in, the, in this trove of stuff. And look, this is just the stuff that, that they've released thus far. I guarantee you there's way, way worse. But he had a Raptor, a Ford Raptor. He had all kinds of, of stuff that he, that he didn't pay for, which is totally indicative of a hard life, getting all kinds of lavish things and not paying for them while you smoke crack. But, but the uh, thing is, that guy's such an elitist. Like... If if you were doing something like that, it's like, hey, we're we're gonna go smoke us a lot of crack. It, th- this guy's such an elitist that he he has so little fear of being prosecuted. Yeah, he He's care. got people around there taking pictures, you know. Just oh, he was taking a lot. Those were selfies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's got so little fear of being prosecuted for any of it that hey man, yeah. like it's not gonna matter yeah. if I get caught. I mean, yeah, I've had a hard life, but. Am I going to go to jail? No. Not a chance. Mm. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to go on Jimmy Kimmel's show, and he's going to lick my boots over it. <laughs> he did more lick his boots. Yeah, too. I'm going to write a book and, I don't know, That's probably make even more money to, to, to fund my crack addiction over the I'll, whole deal. I'll bet money that Jimmy Kimmel had that guy put on a thong that morning, wear it all day long, <laughs> take it off when the interview is done, and floss his teeth with it, dude. Oh, and he's probably That's still doing it. it. Dude, it, he has sucked every morsel of butt juice <laughs> out of that thong. You know what I'm saying? And put saying butt juice is nice. Yeah. You can whip out that new bleep button, but <laughs> so okay. So I, 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 I'm done for now with Hunter Biden for right now. He'll come up again, I'm sure. So come on, man. Come on, man. I think my come on, man's getting better. Come on, man. It is for sure. Thank you, come on, man. Come on. I learned about man. kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> Do that again. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Yeah, Hunter's learning too with with, with your granddaughter, dude. We, <laughs> it's terrible. We need a corn pop with a bad dude button. Yeah, we'll have it. Did you see how serious he was? <laughs> yes, yes, we, we will. We, we will have it. There needs to be an extension on that pad. Like that pad should be like five times that big. We need all kinds of cool stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm working. I'm working on that. Yeah. I was going to give the latest two uh, A update. If you would, will you cue that video up of? Uh, and man, we just bragged on the guy Piers Morgan, and uh, he was no, 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 no. You no, bragged well, on Piers Morgan. I said no, he's a little. Bit. And I agree. He's okay. he's not my favorite, but he. Uh, we just bragged on him on this show uh, a couple of weeks ago because he stood his ground um, about Meghan Markle. 
And the guy did. He stood his ground. He didn't back up. And he actually, um, he lost his job over it. So I'm sure he took a financial hit over it. So this guy, and I was bragging on him about that because there's not a lot of people. It doesn't do. look by his neck that he's missed a meal, but okay. Most of the time people, uh, especially nowadays, they just apologize for whatever it is they did. And then they lose their job. So um, the guy didn't back up. So he's uh, he's on the, uh, the Ben Shapiro show. They're doing a little interview and... So, and if you haven't seen it before, uh, you should go watch it because years ago when Pierce Morgan had a show, yes, um, I forget what network he was on, but Ben Shapiro was on there, and I th- believe it was after Sandy Hook, maybe. Yeah, we talked about this. And uh, so, how dare how you? How dare you? So, if yeah, if you haven't seen it, um, and he it was, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there were several iterations, like because he, he repeated it, so there are several different levels of how dare. How dare you? Because Ben Shapiro told him that he was standing on the graves of the... Uh, and, he, and he was. Uh, yes. And probably still is, I'm guessing. But the, it was so... And I'm sorry. How dare you? And then it escalated. How dare you? And it just went from there. But <laughs> but amidst all of the new uh, gun legislation and whatnot, the executive orders that uh, illegitimate President Biden has uh, signed, um, this is Pierre's take on... He goes through, like, background checks, uh, magazine capacity and a rifle band. The parts you won't see was earlier in this clip, and um, it's 10 minutes long. It's too long to play the whole thing. But he uh, he goes on to talk about how in... I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on to talk about how in Britain, um, once they got rid of guns, that they had a spike in knife crime. So like, I, I don't really know what he expects. And the guy, you got to, you know, Keep in mind that this guy's from Britain, so his opinion matters almost none. But the one thing to note off the hip, though, is that Ben Shapiro, being an objective, real journalist and not a butthole, dude, he, he invites you onto his show after you got fired to probably disagree with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think Piers Morgan would extend the same benefit to him. If So if Ben lost his position and Ben Morgan Piers retained his, I don't think that, that he would extend after the courtesy. After the beating Piers Morgan received on his own show last time, probably not. Exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> the campaign for here. Universal background checks. I don't <laughs> think you're against that. Not in, not in concept, although if it does end with a, a massive government gun registry, I have a problem. Right, and I understand Which why. Which is exactly what we're in with. Of tyranny and everything else, right? I get that. But I've always campaigned for that. I think there should be a limit on all magazines of 10 bullets. I don't understand why anyone would need more. You don't need it for hunting. You don't need the sports shooting. You can do that. In Britain, if you want a sports shoot, you have a license. Why can't you have that here? Um, and thirdly, I don't see a need. A need. And and the thing, and this is why this guy's from the UK, and his opinion matters none because you don't. You, I don't care if you see a need or not. I mean, ultimately, you're. I mean, does your opinion matter if, as far as you? trying to push your agenda or whatever as far as seeing a need, you just explained it because you were talking about keeping keeping weapons pertaining to the uh pertaining to the the universal background checks and stuff and as it pertains to a gun registry in the need the need for having those type of weapons in case of tyranny mm-hmm. that like you just said it. So there's pretty much the need if, yeah, but, you, if you even have to defend yourself in having a need for it. But he said that dismissively, like, 
when your kid's talking about an imaginary friend and you're in passing, you know, you acknowledge the, you acknowledge the imaginary friend and yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's and tyranny and all that. No, 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 no. It's not tyranny and all that. It's what we're seeing the symbols of now, what we've seen historically occur with firearms throughout history with any communist regime. And anytime they've eliminated them and what's occurred after they did. <clears throat> and the bad thing about it is that he influences tons of people that lean left in America to, to buy the nonsense that he's selling. British or not, I agree with you, but a lot of Americans think the way that, that Piers Morgan does. I said Morgan Piers a minute ago. Whatever it is. I don't it care. doesn't matter. Yeah, agreed. Thank you. In the same way that only, the only possible need for a machine gun is to kill lots of people very quickly, I think that has now become the preferred way of using one of these assault rifles. And I don't understand why the argument against machine guns is this, and the argument against these assault rifles is a different argument. To me, it's the same thing. You're just extending, you're extending common sense. So are you talking about okay. a ban on will sale you, of, of... Will you stop that? So he's, he's talking about how um, these assault weapons, machine he calls them machine guns because he, he's from Britain and he has no idea what a machine gun or assault weapon is. So because he's probably never held one, he's probably scared to. So... Um, to, according to uh, Heritage.org, uh, since 1981, the CDC began publishing uh, publishing data as far as, uh, it says gun suicides have outnumbered gun homicides. So gun-related crimes are carried out with illegally owned firearms as much as 80%, according to uh, some estimates. And uh, this is the part that everybody needs to hear. The FBI's uniform crime reports prove that overwhelmingly majority of gun-related homicides are perpetrated with handguns, with rifles of any kind accounting for less than 3% of gun-related homicides. More people are stabbed every <laughs> stabbed to death every year than murdered with rifles. A person is more likely to be bludgeoned to death with a blunt object or beaten to death with hands and feet to, than to be murdered with a rifle. And if I'm not mistaken, they're they're more inclined to slip, fall, and die. Yeah. So and it, and it goes through the numbers and stuff like that, which I won't bore you with all of that. But the fact of the matter is. The, everyone knows why they want to get rid of these rifles, sure. and it's not because they're committing. They're they're <clears throat> people are committing more crime with them. Well, I, I think that that politically it's convenient and it's, it's expedient for them, especially given the crisis at the border, for that to make it look like they're doing something. And so, obviously, they they've always wanted them removed, and the people that are starting to form what the Democrat Party is now becoming want them more than they ever did. But the old hat like Joe Biden and some of the others are kind of stuck in the middle, which, I mean, Joe Biden's not there, so he's not a good example. But uh, Manchin, for an example, they're kind of stuck in, in more ways than just the, the gun issue. But they uh, they need to divert attention away from their other shortcomings because there's plenty in this administration Early on, I mean, it's 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 a crap show, and so this is a way for them to make it look like because a lot of the stuff that he's trying to do through executive order isn't that meaningful, substantial, and going to equate to anything. No, and that's what I was going to touch on later as far as the the things that he's going to do. So, like so they, they don't do anything to curb right. So real. in the immediate, they're doing this for for show for political for political benefit. 
but yes, in the long run, everybody, everybody absolutely knows what they want. And if they could snap their fingers and have have that done, they would it would already be done. ARs and and so-called assault rifles, which are really all semi-autos. Are you talking about a full sc- confiscation? Because there are 100 million of those in circulation. I right think now. you would you would try and do what they did in Australia. You would have a, a buyback. You know, you'd say, look, we are going to try. Luck, I know, <laughs> I know. Good luck because at the moment people are so entrenched about this, driven by political partisan debate. But actually, I would, I would appeal to the common Also, because you're talking about confiscating 100 million guns on the basis of 400 yearly deaths. Not confiscating, asking people to give them up. Well, I mean, unless you're going to punish them. And you're going to pay them up. And again, see how dismissive he was of, of the actual facts. You're talking about 100 million rifles for 400, less than 400 deaths a year, and you keep going. That At that point, because you just said... It, it's a, an issue because of political discourse. You said that. And then you just pr- exercise political discourse to be unreasonable. It's, oh my goodness. It, it, I can't understand how people fall for this nonsense. Well, and, and, and you, it's so unobjective. Well, not only that, but just the whole premise behind a buyback. I didn't buy anything from the government, nope. Nope. and it's not for sale. Well, buyback is slick terminology to, to say that your right given by God is 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 not a right given by God. We're, we're going to buy like that's a more palatable way to to say yeah we're we're going to take your unalienable right away from you because we're thugs and, and we're going to attempt to extinguish it by whatever means necessary, be it police, militarily, whatever. And the thing is, like, it's meant to soften it because it's not an it's. It's not an optional buyback. It's not something sure. that, like this is a this is going to be a mandatory buyback. Right. So you're going to have to give them up anyway. No. We're just going to you know we're going to give you a little money for it. Yeah. So and, and I'm and, sure it'll be fair market value. And look uh, at yeah, the, yeah. which and at the end of the day, I, I don't care what you give me for it. It's not for sale. No. No. And, and I feel like a vast majority because I think he goes through Australia talking about them. I think one third. Uh, of the guns that they knew that were in that country were turned in. And uh, and I believe in America, I hope that if it ever does come to that, yeah. it'll be a whole lot less. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because, I mean, ultimately what you need in something like that, they, you know, you can pass all the legislation you want. And basically if no one complies, you just, you have no legislation. Like you, you well, you're, you're number one. The current administration is illegitimate to begin with, in my opinion. For this guy to suggest being you know, from another country, for him to have any influence or speak about our policy is is so nauseating. Ben Shapiro shouldn't even have this deal on. <laughs> Just because <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be quick. <laughs> so th- this guy has zero business, none, talking about any of it. But look at your own country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at what happened with, was it Tommy Robinson, the guy that was trying to speak out against radical Islam, and so where they were having the grooming gangs. And grooming games over there in Britain are are terrible. They're, they're rife with them, and it's all P- Middle Eastern men, Islamic fundamentalist Middle Eastern men, grooming and molesting females. Genital mutilation is rife over there. It's a big problem. Tommy, Tommy Robinson speaks out against it. He gets thrown in jail. And so um, there's a lot of problem with fundamental Islamists in your home country. And people can do nothing about it. A lot of the times the law enforcement's unarmed, X, Y, and Z. Worry about yourself. Dude, we don't want what you have there here. God, think about that. The law enforcement is unarmed. Well, that's what they want here. That's so stupid. Because, and it's uh, Chicago. They're going to have uh, – or it's, uh, and it's somewhere in Illinois. They're having the park rangers unarmed 
deal with um, people with mental issues, even if they have a firearm. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty smart. But you know, so the whole idea they of gonna uh, give them bear spray or something. <laughs> no, that that'd be bad. Yeah. No, that'd be. They should give them a gun that's you know holstered, you know uh, reverse, so that if the other per- if if the person they're confronting needs it, they can have it and shoot them with it. That yeah, would be good. Absolutely. I mean, that's it's pretty much where so, we're going with this. Yeah, I'm gonna pay them. Uh, they, unless you, you're gonna pay three times what okay. the going okay. rate is. Okay, nobody's gonna turn that in. But you have to do something. Is my point. No, and, and there it is. Yeah. You have to do something. No, no you, don't. you don't. You can you can read the Constitution and get your bleep button off. You're still too slow. You can't. I need the button off. There you go. But we have talked about that before. Like the the need after every every kind of incident, be it shooting, whatever. You know, we feel like we need to do something. Oh. Okay, well, and and that's the thing. I segue right into the Biden's gun control executive orders. Okay, you feel like you need to do something. Well, you think you would need to do something that would like what combat gun violence? Okay, well, let's go through the list of things that he thinks is gonna combat gun violence. So, <laughs> the first thing, let's see, tightening reg, uh, regulations on homemade firearms. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. no, we're, we're, so, we're, he's a fan. We like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so homemade firearms, which in America always and forever since the history of America, you could make your own firearm amongst many other things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is homemade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. It's got to be in reverse of his voice. Reverse of his voice is so deadpan. Okay. That's what's funny about I'll it. Say it again. Like making crack. <laughs> there you go. No, no, wait. Did you say making crack or like Megan crack? Like Megan Merkel, Megan crack. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, so homemade firearms, also called ghost guns, yeah, which saw, is not that. a thing. That's terminology that I'm sure they got some kind of group together. And uh, I think you're in a movie, ghost guns. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should call. And this is so terrible. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Casper, the friendly ghost gun. <laughs> well, I'm sure they, you know, they, yeah. they got a group together and they were like, hey, what kind of terminology really hits home with you? It's like, ghost gun sounds scary. That's so spooky, yeah, that, that does sound really scary. We should use it. All right. Well, that's what we're going to call them from here on out. Um, because kitten guns lost out, I guess. I don't know. So they're assembled at home from kits or 3D printing, which that's one thing that they don't really take into account. The, the, Prevalence of 3D printers. Anybody can print their own, you know, bottom receiver, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, I don't know that any crimes do, I mean, as far as percentage-wise. Zero percent. Zero percent of gun deaths so that recorded that peop- that anyone knows yeah. of have been committed with a, with a ghost gun. Which the, the So, movie, basically, uh, all that's going to do is um, absolutely nothing. So... Yeah. The, the movie True Lies. The, if you've ever seen it, they're they're talking about they're going through this terrorist list, and the, one of the suspects is the Sand Spider. And I think it's uh, Charlton Heston. I think that's who it was. Why do they call him the Sand Spider? Probably because it sounds scary. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like the only reason they call him that. Well, that the, the only reason, and the end game with this 
is because it says it says the estimated it's estimated that consumers have bought hundreds of thousands of unfinished receivers in the past decade, which I think hundreds of thousands is probably a low number. It's probably yeah. somewhere in the millions. So, but basically, these things come and they're eighty percent complete, and you have to put them in a in a jig and drill some holes or maybe mill out some you know some aluminum or whatever, and you know you 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 finish some sort of lower receiver. So that's like but, blue collar stuff that Hunter Biden wouldn't know anything about. Right? So exactly. yes, okay. this guy would never get his hands dirty doing that. So, but these guns, as long as you buy them as an unfinished receiver is an eighty percent, these have no serial numbers on them. So. And and the caveat to that is you can't sell them. These mm-hmm. are yours. You created them. You made them. They're yours. So and basically they wanted to get rid of that because they have no serial numbers. And when they do this universal background check and registration and ultimately confiscation, they need to be able to track all these things. So that's that's what's coming. Yeah, and, on that. and so if if the law is being created because you want to lower and obviously this is and that's, in jest, yeah. You, why wouldn't you fixate on the things that are actually causing deaths, which is sectarian gang violence comprise the majority of gun deaths anyway. And so just like you said, if you've got to have some skills, put this in a jig, know how to do some basic machine work, keep things plumb. So are, are, are gangsters machining out? What's so funny? Because I know where you're going with this. I mean, I mean, no, what I'm just saying, yeah. know how to yeah. do this type stuff. They don't have yeah. enough common sense or anything. Right. Well, then you don't have the tools that. and the machinery to do it, or or, I mean, or the care. But and that's the thing, though, too. When you when you can buy a stolen gun on the black market anyway, which is what is being used in these crimes, not not legally purchased firearms, bought through a background check to begin with. And so, and not only that, though, the the guy in Boulder, Colorado, his was purchased legally anyway. In a state that has all of the things that you're going to outline already enacted, it's so it's it's crazy. This says too that this it, that the total number is still less than one percent of all gun crimes that are traced. So you got you got one piece of legislation <laughs> that does absolutely nothing for gun crime. The other one is uh, subjecting AR pistols with stabilizing braces, uh, making it an, an NFA item. So uh, Biden uh, says that these are devices. You saying, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you, what are you saying? <laughs> That that poor kids are just as smart as white kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I got it now. I was confused. I'm sorry, Rex. But apparently, Biden says that uh, that they do, these devices, these these braces. Um, Wait, no, and, Biden said this. Yes, Biden said that a because uh, it already sounds like a little complex for something that was going to come out of his mouth. Yeah. I'm sure somebody wrote it down for him. He was reading on his card while he was shaking. But he says that these make these uh, these guns, these stabilizing braces, make these guns quote unquote more lethal. So I don't know if if the bullet travels faster because of a stabilizing brace or maybe like hollow points, they mushroom out more. Maybe, or maybe it turns the bullet into a heat-seeking missile. Maybe they explode on impact. I don't know. So, But if you haven't seen what a stabilizing brace is, you don't know what it is, it's a small piece of plastic that uh, does largely nothing to the gun. <laughs> so it makes them not more lethal at all. And not only that, is and... Another thing they want to do uh, with that, making it an NFA item, they would, of course, you got to pay a $200 tax stamp. So, that, and there's millions of those out. There's probably tens of millions of those that have been sold. Um, so, it would put them in the same category as a uh, short barreled rifle or shotgun or suppressor or like a bomb or a grenade. So, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but ultimately they uh, they just want their money. So, yeah. pay up. So, and that would do nothing to combat any kind of gun violence. Um, I don't know. Is was the guy in Boulder? Did he have? Did he have a pistol brace? That's, I don't even know what firearm he used because it's it, to me it was I, largely irrelevant. Yeah, I had heard that that he had a pistol brace, but I don't know. But other than that, I, I don't know that I've ever heard of any crime being committed with anybody that had a pistol brace. Yeah, really. Maybe he yeah. should. Maybe you know Biden should think about outlawing crack so people would stop <laughs> <laughs> smoking. It, you know, like a son. That'll yeah. fix it. Yeah. Which so, I just boil it down to kind of the most basic level, dude. If 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 the contingency for outlawing something is going to be based off of sheer numbers, then you should just outlaw cars. Boom, roasted, yeah. done. So the next one was the uh, the red flag laws, um, and this would allow states to confiscate firearms uh, of anyone they believed was a danger to themselves or others. Uh, Biden wants the Justice Department to draft model uh, laws that uh, states could enact and uh, basically pass a national red flag law. Um, such laws are highly contentious because they because they are seen as violating due process. They aren't seen as violating due process. They, they, they do. are. We went over that. Yeah, we went over last that last week. week. That whole Fourth Amendment stuff. Yeah, who really needs that? You know, that's kind of out the window. So... Uh, the police and courts are allowed to strip a person of their firearms without evidence, probable cause, who needs any of that, and require the owner to prove their innocence to get them back. Like, I'm not crazy. But, I don't but, know. You innocence. seem crazy. Right. No, I'm not, no, I'm not crazy. No, you seem crazy. But in today's like, culture, though, you're, when you're talking about the constitutional, the, the, the provisions uh, for, for search and seizure, uh, warrantless searches, X, Y, and Z, so when you specifically boil that down, well, so the, like the whole Black Lives Matter narrative that the pe- police are being heavy-handed and so the law is being applied unequally because mainly Breonna Taylor, which it, the media's version was all bunk, but there's there's starting to be specialized exemptions for, for people that are actually committing crime versus people that aren't committing crime. So you legally own this can be made into a crime while they're making more and more special, special exemptions for actual criminals. And so, and you see that unequal application, even in um, the right to free assembly, the capital, you know, the event on the sixth versus a complete summer of Black Lives Matter protests, completely unequal, which I wish that I would have uh, queued up the clip of, did you guys see the, uh, the, the, it wasn't the Black Lives Matter, what's the other one they call, what do they call the other one? The little Antifa, Antifa whatever. Yeah. yeah, so they, the guy was climbing a bank. I think it was in New York. Yes, I did see that. That was so beautiful. I hope I hope it broke its hips. He, I don't know he what broke it, his pelvis. Oh, that's too bad. I think he broke his pelvis and his elbow. Are you sure it was a he? Was it a biological male? That, they broke okay. their pelvis. Because we don't know what it identified <laughs> as. So anyway. Antifa. Yeah, Antifa. <laughs> Surprised I haven't heard that before. So there's another one that uh, that does absolutely nothing. Um that does, that does not, and not to mention what you were saying is think of all the people that have done these mass shootings and stuff that are on these FBI watch list. What good has that done? It's like, well, these people, you know, that we were watching. Dude, them, the FBI is wa- busy. How many people are you watching? The that, FBI is like Look, dude, when Bubba Wallace, his pit crew chief, it hurts. Because <laughs> he called and he was emotional, said, Bubba, don't come over here. <laughs> 
Bubba, please don't come over. <laughs> I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but there, there's a noose. There's a noose in your garage. The FBI, bang, there right an there. hour. Literally, they were there in hours. The, the, you on the 6th, the, the Capitol, dude, they're still chasing these people down, harassing the ever-living piss out of them, dude. Like, that's important. This dude that might shoot a place up and it's, like, super legit and happens with regular, nah, man, no. We're, Everybody we're at Talladega busy. that year. Yeah. FBI watch list. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. <laughs> yeah, they can get to the bottom of a fake news lickety-freaking split, dude, but anything of any substance, uh, no. Mm-mm. Not even gonna say what I want to say. So the next one will be investment in violence reduction programs. So we're gonna spend money to do nothing. Do what exactly? <laughs> to tell people. So there's no good. explanation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's uh, it advocates using community-based violent intervention programs uh, to combat combat violent crime incidents. Uh, spending five billion dollars over eight years. So. I would like yeah. to find the idealistic moron, dyed hair, doughy, pasty, horn rim glasses, freaking <laughs> stupid looking bigard female that came up with it. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's female. Oh, that's never had any adverse interaction of violence with anyone for anything that would say some freaking bull. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. So read that again. Come on, man. This advocates using community-based violent intervention programs to combat violent crime incidences, including spending $5 billion over eight years um, through the American Jobs Act to support programs that connect people with job training and job opportunities. And what job opportunities are those going to be? To, to, to make solar panels? <laughs> freaking clowns? Dude, this, this is Five just ridiculous. Here's the picture of the person dollars. you're talking about. Oh, hey, he found her. That fr- well, so, he found it. <laughs> it shows. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that probably really is the person that came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, like, I know it's it's tax season, so when everybody, when you're paying your tax and stuff, just remember, this could go towards stopping gun violence. Whoever whoever made that up, whoever came up with that, I guarantee you, dude, that the... the majority of their um, electronic entertainment consisted of My Little Pony. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you had to watch way too much My Little Pony, probably some Care Bears. So, oh, this next one. So we've got four so far that do absolutely nothing um, to combat any kind of crime at all, uh, probably ever. So the next one is a report on firearms tracking. Um, so I don't know if anybody remembers the uh, Fast and the Furious program from the ATF. Absolutely. I've got somebody to report um, from firearms traffic. I meant to say trafficking um, to report on firearms trafficking. So yeah, if uh, if anybody remembers, that's what uh, that's what the ATF was doing. So um, the uh, the federal operation dubbed Fast and Furious allowed weapons from the U.S. to pass into the hands of sp- uh, suspected gun smugglers. So arms could be uh, traced to the higher echelons of the Mexican drug cartels. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, uh, which ran the operation, had lost track of hundreds of firearms. So they're good at tracking. Yeah, we know yeah, that. That's amazing. Uh, which many have been linked to crimes, including fatal shooting of Border Patrol yep. agents yep. Um, in December of 2010. So... How much alcohol and tobacco did they actually? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm saying how much of what they deal with is alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. It's just you could just leave it at firearms yeah. and drop yeah. the explosives. Yeah. 
Because that's all they deal with is firearms. Yes, pretty much. And that and so that does pretty much that that does absolutely nothing. Um that'll do nothing to combat gun violence. Um so the next but, one But dude, you like even you like you have, would have to define gun violence and the media and and the left well or you could say violence using a gun i think Biron yeah. Shapiro did that cuz I mean, you don't want to implement you don't want to say that the, the the gun did all the violence that's a great point but you still have to outline that and that's what they specifically don't do by design and on purpose you don't outline what that even entails because everybody with a brain knows it's sectarian gang violence committed by primarily Hispanic and black gangs. Well, see, it's not regular freaking honks like, you know, obviously you're black, but <laughs> um, it's not it's not regular people like us doing that. But like, see, when they give the statistics, they back those out. You know, it, and, and you and I, because we met at, at – or my old Gay job, bar. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had a we had a boss that was an absolute bean counter, and these people do the same thing. Like yes. this guy would always say, "Well, you know, the business is doing good, but uh, you know, if you if you back out these accounts right here, you yeah. know, if, if you take away this one and that one, and uh, and well, don't you have those accounts? <laughs> like, don't back those out. Yeah. And these people do the same thing with their records. They're like, well, you know, gun violence is, you know, if if we back out these gang shootings and stuff, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's violence committed with a gun. Don't back those out. Yeah. Th- those should be in your statistics. Yeah, but so, but that doesn't but, that doesn't fit the narrative of taking guns away like from law abiding citizens. So you you can't regulate without the fictitious narrative. So they have to have that. So this this next one uh, that also does absolutely nothing. Um, it's uh, nominating David Chipman to serve as the director of the BATFE. So I don't know if that's anything like the LGBTQ plus, but they just keep adding letters to the ATF apparently. So it's the BATFE. And uh, so we've got a clip. It was on Tucker Carlson uh, last night, night before, something like this. But this is this uh, David Chipman hack that's anti-gun. He's absolutely no friend of the Second Amendment. And this is... Uh, he works for that Giffords campaign, that gun control campaign, right? Yes. Okay. That, that so seems he's, legitimate and unbiased and objective. Yeah. So this is his response. This is a... Uh, this was done in 2020. He, this is his response to the 2020 spike in gun sales. Uh, and he goes on to say that gun owners are putting themselves and their families at risk, and you should just lock them up and put them in the cabinet, and it's for the zombie apocalypse, a lot of yada, 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 but I'll let him say it. They might think that they're diehard, ready to go, but unfortunately... Can you pause that? I'm sorry. And What is this person? Is he not a goofy-looking rascal? Hold the phone. You're saying this is a male. Yes. He has those big horse teeth. That's not a lesbian. <laughs> okay. I'm just, hey, look, dude. I don't this know day, what this guy look, did. I'm not trying to get us in any kind of trouble with anybody. I don't want to misgender someone. I literally thought it was a lesbian. They, they, call, him, new crack teeth. they call him Cheddar. <laughs> Cheddar. <laughs> that was, a, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. And they're putting themselves and their families in danger. And so I would suggest for those people who were first-time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun. I can't even focus on what he's saying because he's so goofy. Like I don't that. think that's a man, but okay, it's fine. That's, that's a woman that identifies as a man. <laughs> I'm serious. 
Just take it from the top. Yeah, we're going to start, start over. We're going to start over and try to be serious. Yeah, and if you haven't seen this guy, you need to look him up. His, the, his David Chipman, and he's yeah, he absolutely looks like a horse tooth weasel. Yeah, we got Mister Ed here, Mister Cheddar Ed. David Chipman's party has unleashed on the country. They might think that they're diehard, ready to go, but unfortunately, they're more like Tiger King, and uh, they're putting themselves and their families in danger. And so what I would suggest is for those people who were first-time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun, um, I would secure that gun locked and unloaded and hide it behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky that you have stored in a cabinet and, um, you know, only bring that out if the zombies start to appear. Um, and I don't think they are. I think the zombies are going to appear in uh, vests that say ATF on them. Yeah, well, they'll say B A T F E. So, <laughs> well, it's, okay. it's they, they've got to. Have, what does a B stand for? Reckon like the guy tries bats to, and alcohol. He tried to generalize pretty much every new gun owner is somebody that that is crazy. and and as an idiot. Well, no, yeah. he's not. A, it, it's, it's not an idiot. It's, no, it's, that's what it, they're saying. It's yeah. a very calculated manipulation tactic because what he's doing is so. If you have new gun owners that that are apprehensive, or however, like they're, they're unsure, yada yada yada. He's trying to discount the mentality behind why you purchased that firearm because you're afraid that the government wants to take them the same as it was in 2008. So he wants to make a mockery of it to discount it in, in its entirety so that, that people will be more lackadaisical about what they do moving forward. That's, that's a calculated maneuver, dude. It's, it's yeah. disingenuous in your opponent. But the thing is, make no mistake, people, it, again, you would send other people to do the dirty work because if your fat-looking lesbian ass came for it, Eat you to death with their bare freaking hands, dude. Like nobody needs a gun to slap the freaking buck teeth in your freaking face. Well, not only that, but he he goes on. You know, he's talking about. Well, you need to hide it behind your uh, cans of tuna and beef jerky yeah. because everybody that's got a gun, you're a prepper. Yeah. You know, well, you can hide your blow behind your ass. You, <laughs> you freaking idiot. So everybody that's got one, they're nuts, and yeah. and they're nuts because they hoard tuna and beef jerky. Yeah, so. and, and that's yes, exactly. Like that's exactly what he's doing. He's making a character out of the whole thing. Yes, as that if it's unreasonable for people to want to preserve their God-given constitutional Second Amendment right, the idea of self-preservation that's enshrined within the Constitution, according to this guy, is idiotic. Of course, he's a lesbian or whatever he is, so he's an idiot anyway. So those are well the, said. The 10 uh, clown shoe executive orders that do absolutely nothing. I, I, I feel safer. Knowing exactly. that that dyke is, yeah. is, is like... And uh, the only thing that would combat any kind of gun violence, it maybe, is putting that nut bar in in office. I'll tell I, you this. That, that's the only thing. You you could put his teeth between two Chicago <laughs> gang members and ain't no bullets getting past him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Goodness. But there, I, and I, I read, and I, I read a little bit from it earlier, but from heritage.org, it's eight stubborn facts to keep in mind uh, about gun violence. And it's just inconvenient facts that people don't want to hear. And uh, violent crimes have been down for decades. So um, there's one they don't, they don't want to talk about. The principle of public safety concerns with respect to guns and suicides are illegally owned handguns, not mass shootings. So a small number of factors significantly increase the likelihood of a person being a victim to a gun-related homicide. wonder what those are, like what we talked about. Maybe yeah. being a member of, I don't know, a gang? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? You, th you think that would, uh, that would have anything to do with it? Um, gun-related murders are carried out by a predictable pool of people. 
Like that's racist. Like, that's racist, and that's like, uh, I don't know gang members. <laughs> that's uh, that's profiling, bro. Bruh. That's profiling. So, higher rates of gun ownership are not associated with higher rates of violent, violent crime. <laughs> it was that, it's common <laughs> sense. So there's no clear relationship between strict gun control legislation and homicide or violent crime rates. And then the last two would be uh, legally owned firearms are used for lawful purposes much more often than they're used to commit crimes or suicide. No, but Piers Morgan doesn't understand that why any of that would, no. Why would, so say that last one again. It says legally owned firearms are used, are used for lawful purposes much more often than they are to commit crimes but that could, or suicide. That can't, now, does that, does that make any direct reference to magazine capacity? No. No. I'm confused. And then the last one is concealed carry permit holders are not the problem, but maybe part of the solution. And that that whole uh, but what if the gun is the gun really, that Sheila Jackson was talking about that has 150 caliber? Oh, it's machine it's gun huge and it weighs bullets. ten boxes of who knows what. They got it's this so new it holds it holds a, a bullet scope. <laughs> <laughs> it shoots backwards. It's it, it just kills the person trying Dude, to shoot it. It's a, it's a bullet scope grenade <laughs> missile, 50 caliber. <laughs> 150 caliber. 80 millimeter. Yeah. Cannonball tank. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Jet fighter. <laughs> Armor, Armor piercing incendiary, incendiary jet fighter. Battleship. <laughs> drone, drone torpedo. That's it. So, but that's a really good article, and it goes into a lot of statistics and stuff that are really boring, but like Ben Shapiro says, facts don't care about your feelings, and the uh, the statistical part of it, is undeniable. Like you, you can't. It, it's undisputable, and everybody knows it. That the gun control, the the places with the strictest gun control, are the places with the most violent crime. Absolutely. And that's a wrap for this episode of Common Man's Common Sense. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, we have a new episode every week, so make sure you like it and share it with all your friends. Talk to you next week.